0: Welcome to the Tensor Podcast, where we dive into different worlds to help us quench our thirst for everyday curiosities. Join our guests as we explore their journey and learn from the experiences as I ask the questions so you don't have to. Hey everyone, welcome back again to Tensor Podcast. My name is Dev and I'm so excited for today's guest. So today we have an exciting new guest. She's a certified tarot master, psychic medium, and past life expert. She's a teacher and ordained minister, and she's been reading for over 50 years. Please, please help me welcome Corby Midclyde. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. Oh,
1: it's, it's great to be here.
0: Perfect. So before we even begin. Please, please let me
1: know if I pronounce your name correctly. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, most people say Mitleid, uh, but if you know German, the name is Mitleid. It's a German word. It's a chosen last name. It means compassion, and it always reminds me why I do the work I do.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So welcome to Tensor Podcast. I am so excited to welcome you in. Uh, we talk about everyday curiosities, and today we want to talk about everything related to the psychic medium, tarot cards, past life experiences. Uh, speaking of past life experiences, we want to start mm-hmm. with how. what experiences led you to go down this path? Where were the origins? What inspired you to get into this?
1: Being a psychic? Yeah. Oh, that's what I call the 30 second elevator speech. <laughs> when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, and I thought, oh, there's magic in the world. I want to go find it. Fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school, and yes, my darlings, that does tell you how old I am. That was the year that Live and, La- uh, Live and Die came out with Jane Seymour's Solitaire Tarot Reader. Spencer Gibbs had the James Baum 007 Tarot deck, and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You have your elephant bell bottoms, your fringe jacket like David Crosby, and your deck. Five years later, everyone had moved on to roller skates and disco balls, but not me. I loved the cards, I loved the stories that they told. So I continued to read for friends, making sure I kept my ego out of the way and the message was clear. All of a sudden in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training, which is when the universe handed me my bath notice and said, "Greetings, you're working for us.'" So I did it part-time for many years with a very checkered career. Actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, um, executive recruiter, writer for the graphic novel series Elf but always the psychic work on the side until 9 11. When I watched the towers burn, and I turned to my husband and I said, I need to do the other work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. Since then, it's worked six days a week. 14 hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's
0: key. Yeah. hundred percent. If it, when you wake up in the morning and you're excited for the work you do, that surely shows how passionate you are and how much devotion you have given to the work you do. So you, you did talk about 9-11. It was a very tough time for a lot of people. And like, I, like when you said that that's the moment that transpired like to, for you to turn it into a full-time career like i i literally got a little bit of goosebumps when you said that uh, it's been it's been very tough ever since and even till today i hear stories about folks who have ex- like real life experiences with the 9-11 uh towers yeah. with the towers going down and who had family members who passed away because of the disaster uh, so when you did start moving trans completely into it. What did you, did you get new clients coming in or did, did it just, you just expanded on what you already had built over the years?
1: Uh, Well, I worked and worked and worked. It's like any other entrepreneurial business. Your first few years you are pedal to the metal. So I worked evenings and weekends. I found every psychic fair spiritual expo I could do. Um, I did local events, small things, whatever. Um, I was on the road doing the expos for 18 years, usually 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. But the universe kept nudging me. You know, you really ought to come off the road. We have other things to, to put in front of you. And I kept saying, no, 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 it's too much fun. I love being a Hilton Diamond. I ain't moving. Well... Summer of 2019, I got a herniated disc and pinched nerve, which makes having triplets feel like a tea party. I got better, but the doctor said, sorry, kid, your career is toast. No more loading heavy boxes in and out. No more 10 hours in the car. So I had three months to shove all of my business online. But then what happens in January, February 2020 The advent of the years of Murder, Hornet, Bingo, and Hold My Beer. Now, all my friends who only were on circuit, their business went, mine has gone on an upward trajectory. And, you know, it's really nice to be able to do this at home. My cats are on a cat tree. The husband is fixing lunch. And I get to work. What's bad? But the universe had to hit me upside the head with a clue brick to get me to see this is where I belong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the fact that you transitioned your business right before the whole like world shut down, it, it mm-hmm. was a sign. It was, and you were ahead of the game, even full-time businesses, like big financial firms didn't transition, but you were already mm-hmm. there. You were already
1: ready to go. I was so lucky. That's when, when the universe says something, you look at it and you say, okay, buddy, I got it. Yeah. You don't fight.
0: Wow. So. No, that's, that's, I can't believe like that. That's great. Um, so, when, when you, I'm, I'm sure when you got into tarot reading, you, you did practice
1: on your friends or family members and stuff. Oh, um, never my family. Never to this day, family? my family doesn't. Oh wow. No, my family doesn't believe what I do. They think I'm a charlatan who steals people's money.
0: Oh, wow. So, I'm sorry about that. I mean, you know, there are people who don't believe, there are people who believe, but you know, at the end of the day, it's their choice, right?
1: If they don't want to, what can you do? It's like any. Artist or a musician or someone who is not doing what the family thinks they should do, are you going to live your life to make somebody else happy, or are you going to follow your bliss? Exactly. Obviously, my following my bliss was the right thing to do, and my husband is two thousand percent supportive.
0: That's good. Cool. So. As long as you have, you know, as long as you you know that it's for you, that's what matters, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. I did have a question about your book. So I know you've written. You've written Which one? three books, right? Yep. So you've written, and my personal favorite was the psychic Yellow Brick Road. I
1: just—it's everybody's favorite. I know.
0: I just loved the cover. I just loved the whole amazing. It is. <laughs> I just loved the cover. <laughs> I just loved your picture right in the front, and then obviously Yellow Brick Road. Everyone knows what the Yellow Brick Road is, but the way yes. you defined it in the book is very unique. Do you want to talk about how, that a little bit?
1: Sure. Uh, The subtitle of the book is How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Long Monkeys. Because the whole thing is psychic guidance is art and you shouldn't settle for a forgery. So, the way I explain it is look, if you went to an art museum and you love sculpture, you'd look at the Michelangelo, you'd look at the Rodin's, but you wouldn't necessarily want to come home with a block of marble and a chisel and dig to find the camel. You just want to appreciate it. So, This is that book for people who want to use psychic guidance. You don't want to go get a book on psychic development. You don't need that. You want to know how to stay safe. You want to know who's real and who's not. You want to learn what kind of questions you can ask, which ones you shouldn't ask, and what are the red lights when you should run because you've got a fake. That's what this book is about. And I often say, if you read this book and you never come to me, that's okay because it If you stay safe and you learn to respect psychic, intuitive work, all boats rise.
0: Yeah. And you've done your and then you've done your job of inspiring other people. Right. You've done your task. Yes, exactly. Whether it be direct or indirectly, you've done your part. Uh, There was one thing I read in, in the book, which is a lot of people always and often ask the wrong questions. And which I did as well, as soon as we joined this podcast, like right before we joined this call. So what would you think, according to you, what is the right question? What is the one right question? I know there's no one right question, but what would be the right question?
1: It's not a matter of the question so much as your mindset. When you sit down with me, the first thing that I'm going to ask you is, what is the most important thing that you want to walk out of here knowing today? And the reason I do that is I'm fast, but if you're with me for a half an hour at a psychic fair, no matter how fast I am, I can't cover everything in your life. And if what you really want to know is about your youngest child, but I've been busy telling you about your numerology and your career and your marriage, blah, 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 you're going to leave and say, ah, oh, she not tell me anything. <laughs> so know what you want to know. Yeah. When people come to me with a list of questions, I am thrilled because that means we can go right through it. My job is not to amaze you with my WikiWoo. I am here in service, which means I wanna get you as much information that is useful to you as fast as I can. So yes, prep by making a list of questions that you wanna ask your psychic.
0: Amazing, okay. So guys, you've heard, girls, you've heard it. If you ever go to a psychic, first of all, Kirby is the one to go to, but if you ever do, Always prepare those right questions. So Mm -hmm. now there are a lot of people who do go to psychics, and I actually Mm -hmm. know two of my friends who recently did go start started going to a psychic, and one of them actually picked up tarot reading because she got inspired. However, on the other hand, what do you have to say to the people who there? There are always three sides of, of something that people believe in there's the people who are like yes we believe in it it's it's there it's positive we're we're we believe in it then there's one who are like kind of like yeah i get it i understand that there are energies i understand that there are facets to this but you know it's not for me and then there's the third completely on the opposite saying being like and excuse my language saying oh this is all crap like none of this is real like i don't believe in this so what do you
1: have to Remember, say? I'm from New York. Crap oh. is a minor word. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But we're, we're Canadians yeah, here, you know, they're always, so we're polite. are always skeptics, Dad. they're always skeptics. They're always skeptics. Um, and some of them are downright rude. Uh, I've had people who have leaned over my desk and gone, okay, tell me what you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading. And I smile and I say, I'm sorry. I don't roll over and fetch either. And I turn my back and they do not come in my booth. Um, The ones who are skeptics, well, I'm here, but I don't believe. I said, great. So how come you thought about me? (laughs) And, you know, so I show them, I'm not scared of you. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not gonna try, you know, frantically to tell you stuff. And there are people who don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, There was a woman I read in Kitchener, Ontario. I saw so a couple of challenging situations uh, I told her about. And she gets up and she says, you suck. And she walks away. Okay, fine. Who's back in my chair the next time I'm in Kitchener, or But this woman, she claps down. She said, last time I said, you sucked. I said, yes, I remember. <laughs> because you told me that I was going to take in a border and then I'd probably want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant and moved home. Now I'm going to sell my house to raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. Right. Don't shoot the messenger, guys. <laughs> oh. Our job is to tell you what we see. Yeah. As John Holland, a very famous medium, has taught us, where the tube it comes through. Yeah. And you can't be busy thinking about, is this right? Because that means your ego is getting in the way of the message. Yeah. You just put it out there, trust the universe to get it where it needs to go. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think like one of the most bad thing, and you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the one of the misconceptions about like going to a psychic reading or a terror reading is like, if I walk in through the door, I'm going to know what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow, what I'm going to be doing in five years, what I'm going to be doing in 10 years. Am I going to have a girl or a boy? Like, and I feel like a lot of people have that misconception that I'm going to know five minutes into this reading,
1: Right. I no. Mean. Notice what you are going to have for breakfast tomorrow is not what's the most important thing you need yeah, to get not. out of your knowledge. Now, there are certain intuitives who it's like pushing a button and out it comes. One of my dearest friends, the late Allie Cheslick, was a superb medium here in Albany, New York. And we called her Chatty Cathy of the Dead. You sit down with her, it's boom, <laughs> it goes. Uh, but that's a style. Like, Doctors had bedside manners. We had table side manner. And with me, you know, I'm not fluffy bunny. I'm not like, hi, my name is little dancing raccoon and here's my spirit guide, Arctic Bear. Oh, vomit, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. I am gonna hit you right beside the head. What do you wanna know? Boom, 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 boom. Because what's important to me is packing as much real useful information for you. For instance, um, you and I were talking a little bit about career ahead of time. A lot of people, if you said, I want to open up vintage vinyl, they, three cards, ago. well, I think you're going to need to open it in October, but you're going to have to fire the second redhead. What? <laughs> uh-uh. No, so specific. me, it's a card for you, a card for a biz- any business partners, a card for the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location to look for how to market it. Clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know with best possible outcome. Why do I know to do that? I used to be an executive recruiter. I canceled people in careers for years. So yes, I am using part of my left brain training to help the right brain give you the most information. What I do tell people never to do is don't say, is my business going to be successful? Two things. I could look at you and say, what mm-hmm. if I said, no, you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge? What are you going to do? Yeah. But it also sets you up for what I call the man who has and the Swami Swalanda fakes. Ooh. Oh, Deb, you could be successful, but you see, there's a family curse here. How many in your family? Four, have dog. $50 every family member, 25 for a dog. He's small, we fix. I literally saw that happen to wow. a woman wow. in London, Ontario, no, Toronto. Years ago, um, this was a 250 person psychic pair, and no matter how good the promoters are, they can't bet everybody. Yeah. So across from us was a fake gypsy, and a woman was walking down the aisles looking at us, and the fake gypsy runs out and grabs her hand, and in the parlance, that's called hooking, and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. She says, "You no need to pay 30, 40, 50 dollars. How do you jump on for 10. Come, drags the woman into the booth. We see the woman leave 20 minutes later. Crying hysterically, a bunch of us run over and say, What happened? The Quake Gypsy said that if she didn't pay her $400 to bless 400 specially blessed candles in the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only one dollar wow. candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks. And she bought it. Wow. wow. That's why I wrote Psychic Hilbert Road to protect people from
0: that. Yeah. That, that is, yeah, that is, that's So fair.
1: don't ask yes or no, ask how.
0: Yeah.
1: How can I make this relationship work? How can I make my business successful? How can I work with my family so that we're a cohesive unit? Yeah,
0: no yeah. agreed. So that actually, actually completely segues into the next question is, as, as mm-hmm. someone, like, for example, I haven't done a psychic reading ever. So for someone who who is like me, how could I identify between a real psychic and a fake psychic? Like what would be some telltale giveaways? Okay.
1: Um, let's say that you walk into a psychic fair and you don't know any of us uh, from Adam's house cat, as they say in yeah. Georgia. Well, you have to be a good puppy. Okay. First you do your walkies and that means you go in and you walk around and you look at all of us and you don't necessarily have to talk to us, but you see, you know, I mean, a woman who's in uh, a, a puffy sweatshirt and, you know, glitter in her hair. Do you want to go to her? Do you want to go to somebody who looks a little more professional, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Yeah. Then you have to get paper trained. What that means is you go around and collect information from all of us. You'll find rat cards mm-hmm. like this or brochures, which tells you a little bit about the person you're looking at. Then you go sit down and you read them. Most of these places have places for people to sit and think. You'll find three or four of us that look good. Come and talk to us if we're free. If we're not, talk to our front people. But remember, we hire our front people to say they love us. (laughs) My first front person was the fabulous Laura Spickerman. Laura was my husband's office manager at the museum he ran Monday through Friday. Do you think she's going to dismiss as museum director on the weekends? Probably not. So what you want to do is you want to find our testimonial books. These are books with comments from people that have had readings from us. Flip through a few pages. Are we good? Are we kind? Are we funny? Do we have specialties? Children, dogs, dead people? Were we accurate and would they come back? But the last thing, Deb, I'm serious, is you got to check in at your heart chakra. If the psychic doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really care about what they're doing or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki will mm-hmm. looks on the table. Okay. And again, we're all going to have different ways. Debbie uh, Dyer, dear friend of mine, she and I would share a double booth in Canada. She is a lovely silver-haired grandmother type. She was the iron fist in the velvet glove. Oh, wow. me i'm new york i'm right in your face <laughs> and some people would need her gentleness and some people loved my rock and roll yeah okay that's just like bedside manner but both of us are good so you also have to pay attention to where are you going to be most comfortable that is also part of the part of the deal oh
0: cool i'll keep that in mind for next time i because uh, cause i didn't even know that there were there were fairs and expos that happened I came to know once i was reading when i was reading uh, out like researching on you and reading upon your website Mm -hmm. and stuff that's when i was like oh wow this is this is this is big like i didn't realize like we have fairs in toronto 20 minutes away from where i live so i I was like so it's i'm i'm curious next time you know if you're ever in town let me know i will come by for sure i i do have to say that you you're fun you have some good jokes and you're funny and I mm-hmm, know, I, I know that you're a stand-up comedian. So, mm-hmm. uh, how did that come about? Like, were you? Were, did did you start like because you were like, okay, this is something like
1: I, I could do? No, I'm just naturally I'm funny. <laughs> I tell stories. I was a theater major at Brown University. I acted in New York. Audiences are, you know, meat and drink to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there was a wonderful restaurant uh, and inn in Sharon Springs, uh, called the American Hotel, run by my dear friends, Glock and Doug. And they were doing an open mic night. And of course, nobody knows me except to support the psychic. And so I stood up there and I did a seven minute gig on You Think a Psychic's Life is Easy. And they were all <laughs> because we've all got these stories, Yeah, yeah. you know, talking about questions you don't ask and clients you don't want. Yeah. And the classic one is, does Bruce love me? No. Well, is he gonna love me? No, he's not. Well, if I do such a technically love me? No, he won't. Okay, well, is he gonna call? No. He's not gonna call soon. Is he gonna call later? No. Well, and they beat on you yeah. until you finally go, yes, yes, he loves <laughs> you and he wants to have babies with you, but he just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good, I found that. <laughs> oh, That's wow. my life! Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'll get them. Um, I I am delighted to say that when Gilbert Road came out, several of my friends who are professional and colleagues, they read that book and they rolled their eyes. And when they were done giggling, they said, God almighty, I wish I had this book when I was starting, because it warns you what you are going to run into. It just does.
0: No, for sure. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So what? one of the questions that one my one of my fans who listened to the show asked and wanted me to you mm-hmm. wanted me to ask you was when you take the jokes from your personal experiences and put them on a mm-hmm. stage obviously there is what is the best way to transition them out like when you perform them like is it always speaking the truth is it like put a little bit of a spin to it like what would
1: be the best way to do it 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 can be it can be anything um You know, when I talk about the fact that I've gone through breast cancer three times, I explain to people, I don't say I fought because what you fight, fights back. And I'm not a survivor because I'm hanging on by more than teeth and toenails. I am a cancer dancer. I found out how graceful I could be under pressure, avoided getting my toes stepped on and got up the dance floor in one piece. Um, I know that to get through that, you have to live the examined life. So when they told me, okay three strikes you're out we're taking the rack we're taking the ovaries, so we can cut your hormones and you're going from this dolly part and figure swear to god put a brunette with on dolly and i was <laughs> to this fat fire plug in three weeks suck it up well yeah i went home and cried. i'm normal yeah. but then i knew i had to find three reasons to be okay with this number one you don't have them you can't get cancer there that's good mm. number two the top half is not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman knows what I'm talking about. And all the phases, bed, they're nodding like this. And three implants. Cool. I'll be perky till I'm 93. What's so bad. <laughs> and, and all of that was true. And it is honestly how I had to look at it because living the examined life. And this, this is a, a serious thing. This is happening to me. I don't want it to happen, but it's happening. The first question for me is what do I need to learn from it? The second question, especially because I'm a teacher, is how can I teach with it? And the next thing is next. You don't stay stuck in your story because there are a lot of women who 15 years ago, they had colon cancer. Hi, my name is Mary Sue and I'm a cancer survivor. Well, that was 15 years ago. In 1973, I was the Betty Crocker Homemaker of Tomorrow for New Jersey when I was a senior in high school. But I'm not that person now, yeah. so I don't talk about it. Though so I will say the prize was a trip to uh, Washington, D.C., and we didn't get to tour the White House because it was in the middle of Watergate. Oh, wow. So I was one to history yeah. then. Um, but, see, that's right there. You're telling a home truth. Yeah. But you're not doing it like, I suffered. Because people, there. there's enough of that crap on television. Yeah. When you tell a story and you put a spin on it, Not that it didn't hurt, but how you got through the hurt, that is something they will remember. And they're going to take it back to a friend of theirs that may be doing the cancer dance and say, What if you thought about it this way? Yeah. No. Humor is healing. Every good comic knows that. Yeah. No. Mankind laughs. So help them laugh for good things, the right things. Well said. Well said. No,
0: I I know you have gone through a lot. So I, I, I hope. Whatever you've said inspires our listeners because, you know, the buck doesn't stop there. You don't stop there. Keep going. Keep fighting. And the examples you gave are amazing. There's always uh, there is always a solution. There is always a solution, which mm-hmm. is which is great. There is. So, I did, and I was very curious about this. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've I've come across psychics and I've come across medium and I've come across psychic yep. medium. So yep. I wanted to understand the lingo there, like what's the difference between a psychic and a medium, psychic medium. Okay, simple.
1: All mediums are psychic. Okay. Not all psychics are mediums. Analogy, all pediatricians are doctors, but not all doctors are pediatricians. Yeah. Um, a medium talks to dead people. They get your dead Aunt Mabel on the phone. Uh, psychics, Use their intuitive abilities. So a psychic medium can do both. Okay. But notice that I separate out from that certified tarot master and past life specialist. Those are subspecialties, if you will.
0: Okay. Perfect. So um, when we talk about past life specialists, how if if a client does come to you for to talk about to for one of the past life specialists like, um, talks, like, how does it go? Like, how does it start? Like, what's the procedure?
1: Okay. Um, we all have past lives. Yeah. Nobody's bright enough to get it all done in one kid. So we've done it. Why don't we remember past lives? Because if they aren't directly affecting this life, don't give us a chance to heal something or improve something, why do we need to know? If you're a janitor in Des Moines and you figure out that you were Napoleon Bonaparte, you're really going to want to play with that mom. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. On the other hand, when I've had clients who have life challenges, why was I born into poverty? Why did I have handicapped children? Why did I get cancer? Whatever. We can look at past lives to see. One example is a client who was born into a Jewish family and never connected with a religion, always felt like an outsider. And there was nothing to make them feel that way. The family was, you know, your typical Jewish community, the whole thing. The past life that was found was they were a pilot in World War I, wow. and wonderful, great pilot, great captain, wonderful fiance, but Catholic, and as so many were in those days, virulently anti-Semitic. Okay. How better to learn that religion is just religion than for that soul to say, okay, we're going to rebalance that energy, and I'm going to try a personality in a Jewish family. And this leads you to what karma is. Karma is not carrot and stick. No. (laughs) Karma is five things. Unbalanced energy, which is a neutral, healing, service, contrast. You want to learn about abundance, you have to have a rich life and a poor life, and healing of beliefs. And the example I use for that is Ryan White. He was the kid who had AIDS back in the late '80s, before we really knew much about it. Yeah. His family was treated horribly by the community. Somehow, Elton John heard about him, became friends with the family, uh, very close. Elton played at Ryan's funeral. Ryan inspired Elton to get clean and sober. Has been for over 30 years. Go see Rocket Man. <laughs> and he created the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised half a billion. Dollars for HIV and AIDS research. Wow. Now, the old days would have been, oh, bad karma on Ryan, he must have been terrible. But when you understand what karma really is, you can see that Ryan's higher self said, okay, I can create a short, very tough life. But as a result, look at the good we can do in the world. So, <laughs> excuse me, we say that Ryan White's karma was that of service. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. See how that completely changes how you look at a past life.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Wow, I never thought of it this way. And yeah, the the definition you gave of karma, a lot of people just think it's very white and black, but it's not, it's much more, much more than that. Wow. Um, so I also wanted to get into, you know, I your second book, which is, I don't know if you have it on you, <laughs> the cleaning out the closet. Of <laughs> course. Yes, I'm a sitting at my
1: desk. I have all three of my books Are you
0: <laughs> Yeah, clean so uh, you explain you explain uh, in the book like how important it is to write your own story, to carve your own path, to to build up on you know your passions. so mm-hmm. what what would you what would you tell people who for whom would this book be, particularly?
1: Anybody who has bought a self-help book and that means all of us that yeah. never worked. Um, people say, why did you choose to write that book? It goes right back to when I was 13, 1968. And I bought my first self-help book. And I remember the paragraph to this day. Judy has a groovy wardrobe. This is the (laughs) sixties. Her hair is fab and her makeup is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy's fat. Right there in one paragraph, hundreds of thousands of young American teenagers were told, you are freaking worthless unless you're skinny. And that's the harm that most self-help books do. I'm sorry, there's a book out there that says you should do yoga before you go to work in the morning and not eat food with leptin. You're a single mom in Milwaukee with two preschool kids and a job. You are not going to do that. So my book doesn't say, do everything and I tell you when it all gets better. It says, here's some of the dumb things I did. Here's maybe a client story. Here's some suggestions. But at the end of each chapter, uh, what I call the adventure pages, which gives you the chance to write the book with me so that this book becomes your personal manual. There's a chapter on how perfect destroys good. Wow. Where do you beat yourself up most often and why? We imagine one of those times with the idea that good can triumph over perfect. What does it look like now? How would your life change if you stopped thinking perfection was the only correct response to a project situation? You can't turn to page 82 and find those answers. Mm -hmm. You've got to look at your own life. And when we learn that our life is valid, that's when we improve it. That's when we get to get up in the morning, not have to get up in the morning. Yeah.
0: You need to dive into yourself and discover what it, what is that you want and what is yes. that you need yeah i agree wow that's I'm, I'm, I'm you know this is one book i might actually pick up i'm gonna pick it up definitely i'm Yay. gonna use it thank and you next time you come in toronto i want an autograph on the book <laughs> you got it you got perfect. it perfect uh so now i wanted to ask so actually you know what let's get into if you're okay with it we can do a small yep. reading for me yeah if if, sure. if it's okay uh, it'd be fun. Here. It'd be fun. So, okay. So let's see. Uh, I should I just ask how? What would I ask you?
1: What's biting your butt, darling? <laughs> uh
0: Let's see. So one of the things is, um, am I am I in the correct like career? Let's say that. I always get. I always get. To, I can expand on that. I always, you know, I feel like I don't. Maybe I don't belong here. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Maybe, maybe I. There's some places that would work better for me. I always get that uh, in me sometimes. Like it's, it's kind of like there's a word for it. I forget. It's like you always feel like an outsider. So and mm-hmm. I just wanted to figure I out. I get it. This is what is this it for
1: me? Because I do have other passions as well. Uh, okay. But, yeah. There are two ways we can look at it. The first thing I would tell you to do is you need to go find your sentence of passion. Your sentence of passion is not who you are or what you do or even how you do it. It's your vapor trail. Okay. When you go skidding into heaven on ball ties and fumes in the tank and God hands you a beer and says, so, you go, I did this. Isn't it cool? Okay, now, my sentence of passion is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, I'm living my bliss. And I've done it in every single job I've had. So in that sense, it's not a job. When you know what you're here to do and what you want to tell God you did, then it becomes easier to figure out. Now, if you have several different kinds of ideas about career, then I would say, name them one at a time. We'll pull cards and we'll see which one is lighting up for now and why.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, Let's say, let's let's start with the first one. Let's start with Financial manager, let's say that next. Um, uh, let's say uh a pilot.
1: Commercial or uh, private.
0: Private. My uh,
1: husband's a private pilot, yeah. so that's uh, why I have I know.
0: And then this is something I've done. Uh, education yeah. for so aerospace engineer. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and let's, you know, let's just put it out there, astronaut. And, okay. And the last one, let's, let's say an actor, like a performer.
1: Okay, and I'm going to put out a sixth card. I don't know yet, but it's out there. Okay. All right, so first is financial. Yeah. Well, this card, the Fool card is not the stupid person. It's the exuberant rookie. And here's your allegory. Notice he's carrying a rose, has a hobo bag and a dog, and he's walking off a cliff. When you grab what you're passionate about, carry very little old baggage and only tell those who are loyal where you're going, you can cross mountains and fly. So financial work is good as long as there is a true passion for it. And you're not just doing it because, well, it's a good degree. Okay. The next one was pilot. That's the walk away from what doesn't nourish you. And pilot is lovely, but especially with the way the world is, it probably wouldn't make you enough to live on. So I'd say, Back pocket on that one, okay. Aerospace engineer that's a card of constantly worry. You're a perfectionist, Bev. and you know that it. Remember, the o ring sank the challenger. So, the thing about aerospace is you would be so racking yourself about the minutia. yeah, that you'd have trouble sleeping.
0: Okay, sometimes
1: yeah. that's a nice thing, but yeah, yeah. astronaut. There's a lot of legalities you'd have to go through. This is a man who makes money with his mind. (laughs) So if you're not too old, you'd better start now because it's going to take you eight to ten years to get there. Actor, you'll always find a way to do it. What we're doing right now is part of the actor's creed. So you will always, I think, love being in front of an audience as I do. Yeah but it may not be trodden the boards and spouting somebody else's lines. I started out as an acting major, but realized I didn't wanna say anybody else's lines. I wanted to tell people what I thought, which is how I morphed into a teacher and a lecture. Um, is there something out there that maybe Deb doesn't know? Yeah. This is a card about making a good choice. So um, the, the best two things here, are financial and acting or maybe stand-up comedy. So the financial is where you're going to make your money. The acting and stand-up comedy is where you're going to fill your heart until you've got real chops and you say, Can I make the leap? Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: 100 percent It does. Good. Wow. That's great. That's 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 got me thinking. Yeah. That's got me thinking for sure. That's my job. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Thank you once again uh, for taking the time to do that reading for me. And it means a lot to me. Is there something that, you know, do you want to tell the listeners an advice or something that, you know, you want to inspire them? A message to maybe the believers, the non-believers?
1: OK, as far as the non-believers, that's perfectly fine. Psychics are a luxury. It's not like you have to drink water and eat food. You don't have to see a psychic. Don't see us. It's no skin off our nose. (laughs) Those who do believe in us, remember, we are not the repairman. We hand you your own toolbox. That's what free will is about. We can say, here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. Not all psychics will work with questions. Some of them like just to have you sit down and then they just spout out the information. That's their style. Remember what we talked about with Bedside manner. Yeah, But it doesn't hurt for you to bring questions in your back pocket because there may be a chance to bring them up and you'll be able to concentrate on what's really important to you. And the other is the minute they say you have a family curse, there's a hole in your aura, or you need to have, come back to me every three weeks, run and hide, my darlings, because that, a real. That's somebody who sees dollar signs above your head and wants to get in your pocket. Sounds good.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Uh thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciated the time to talk with you. This was great. Like it, it answered a lot of my questions and my you know, and one of the things I believe in is, you know, not not to be ignorant most of the times, you know, learn about them, you know, and then make an informed decision of what your thought processes are. And this actually helped me a lot to understand the world. And there's obviously a lot more in your world, which I have no idea about, but this is a good introduction for me and our listeners. They got to understand the specifics behind it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming in. Is there something you want to say before we sign off? You know, talk about your book, something that's on the horizon,
1: something that's coming number, up. Number one, Deb, I had a lot of fun. You, that's know, you know how to ask the right questions. This is the kind of podcast I love. Uh, where to find me? Uh, you can't avoid me. <laughs> My website is corbymitlide.com You find me on Pinterest, Instagram, Medium, YouTube, Patreon, all under corby midlife and if you want to work with me on a monthly basis that's where patreon is that's where i do most of my classes
0: amazing thank you so much corby guys i'll have all of her links in the in the description of the episode so you guys can visit her check out her books she's got three books she's a great author three books up on amazon if you're in the US, it's on .com. If you're in Canada, it's on Amazon Canada, as well as it's on Chapters and Indigo. So you can get them there as well for my Canadian listeners. And yeah, check them out, pick them up. But that's the end of our episode. We'll, uh, we'll join you next time with another guest, but thank you so much for tuning in to Penser Podcast. And as always, stay curious.